Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. So today, what I wanted to talk about, you know, it is Father's Day and, and super appreciative for, you know, my earthly father. So my, my dad, Tim, uh, he's my stepdad, and he married my mom when uh, I was in third grade. And I, as a child, so from whenever born until third grade, I was super hungry for a dad. Like, I, I, I would ask people at the grocery store, like, men that I saw were like, can you be my dad? Can you be my dad? Like, I, I had this thing missing. Like, my mom was incredible. Single mom. She, she kept our house going. She provided for me. She did everything she needed to do. But I had this thing that was just, something just wasn't there. Something was missing. And I would ask my uncles, be like, hey, can you, you know, can I just call you dad? You know, instead of Uncle Peter, Uncle Louie, I was like, can I just call you dad? And they're like, well, it doesn't work like that. But they, they took care of me. Like, they, they, they were an instrumental part of my life. But as I've grown older and become a father myself and a pastor, like, I've noticed the difference between a father's heart and the heart of the father. And it's kind of one of those, how do they say it? All thumbs are fingers, but not all fingers are thumbs. Like, if you're a dad, you, ha- like, you have a father's heart. No matter what it looks like, some, you know, the reality is, you know, some dads were absent. Some dads may not have done the best job. They may have done just as good as they can. Maybe you, your dad wasn't a great dad. Like, I don't know. But no matter what, Every dad has a father's heart in one way, shape, or form. Now, the difference between that and the heart of the father, you see, the heart of the father is meant for every single one of us to carry. And when I asked God today, I was like, what, you know, it's Father's Day, what what grieves your heart? And in my own mind, right away, I go to, well, you know, fatherlessness. Like, I, I didn't have a dad for a little while growing up. And even now, even though I have my stepdad, like, my biological father is just still not present. He's got my number. He knows where I live. Like, it's just he's, he doesn't really care to be in my life for whatever reason. And I see it all the time. I help out, and you know, I, I spoke about it last week. A lot of you know that I help out at Choices uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center. And I mean, I see single moms coming in, young moms, older moms, like I see them coming in all the time, some already with children, some that don't have any, and they're, they're, they're staring life in the face of like, I'm potentially about to do this without a dad, without a father in the picture. 
And that's a, that's a big thing. That, that, that is such a huge thing to weigh. A huge thing to look and, and go through life and be like, how am I going to do this without a dad? How am I going to do this without a father figure? For single moms, it's, you know, how am I going to provide? How am I going to, you know, discipline and teach and, and all these things? Because there is certain things that only a dad can do. The way we were designed to carry a father's heart, like that's something that a mom was never meant to do. That's something that an aunt, an uncle, like towards your child, there's something special, a bond, a union that a son and a daughter has with their biological father. And so, so many times I, I, I see and I look in the faces of these moms And they're just, it, it's, it's hopelessness. They're sitting here and they're just wondering, how could I possibly bring something into this world? How could I possibly bear this fruit by myself? And that got me thinking, and I started praying, and I'm asking God, I'm like, so what, what really is it? What's the root of this problem? Where, where's the real problem here? Because I mean, let's just be real. Maybe, there, maybe you were one that had a mom and a dad in their home. Maybe you grew up and, and your parents were, you know, you've never known anything different than your parents being together. You still could have that little bit of, like, something's missing. Like, so, I'm, something's not, it's just not hitting all the points of my heart. And God showed me that, yes, Fatherlessness is a problem, but my church, my sons and daughters don't know how to show the heart of the father. They, they've, they've lost touch. So many of us don't really know and really grasp what it is like. You don't have to be a dad to show the heart of the father. If we leave that only for the dads, then we are missing out on such a big part of the kingdom. God says in First uh, John, I believe it's four eight. I mean, it says God is love. God is love. Then we should be. That should be our first mode of like. People should be, feel fathered if we are loving them, regardless of gender, correct? No matter man, woman, young or old, like I said, yes, for dads, they have the heart of the father, heart of a father. But the heart of the father, that transcends gender. That is something that I'm seeing, no matter what life takes from you, we need the heart of the father. We need to know that no matter what, I mean, is there anybody in here that would say, yes, I have a perfect life? Everything is just has worked out from day one. I got zero complaints. Nobody? Half a hand? No. Me neither. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I know because you got me. So... 
we were created to show the heart of the Father. We were created to be love. It says in Genesis 1:28, 27 and 28. Let me get there. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. What stood out to me so much there when God was saying, yes, fatherlessness is, is a problem. It is something that we need to work on. He said, people having the lack of the heart of the father, this is where it really is. And it says, when he says, God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them to be fruitful and multiply. Just before that, I think it's in uh, Genesis 1.11, God says, you know, he made all the trees to, to bear, have seeds after their own kind and for the fruit to bear fruit after its own kind. So it's shortly after that that God is now telling mankind, I created you like the fruit trees. I created you to reproduce who you are. I created you so that way when you really reproduce my image, who I am, you get to reproduce that God is love. You get to reproduce his heart and his nature towards one another. See, I feel like we, we've come to a time when so many people are like, that's not my job. That's not my job. Okay, yeah, there's, there's problems uh, you know, with abortion. Well, that's not my job. I don't feel called to that. There, there's problems with uh, uh, can't think of the name. Foster homes, foster care. That's not my job. There, there's problems with human trafficking. There's problems with homelessness. There's problems with so many things like, well, I, I'm not called to that. To me, that is a serious lack of knowing the true heart of the Father. Well, there, there is a problem with fatherlessness well then dads need to get their stuff together that's not that's not my problem that's not true woman was created from man it's taken out of adam's side woman was created for man but then every man after that was created from woman every man every broke hurt person that has ever been born was created from a woman, needed a woman to be created. We, we have to share responsibilities. We have to be able to look at creation as a whole. We need to be able to look at these problems as a whole and say, I'm going to attack this with the heart of the Father. I'm going to, I'm going to come at this and ask God, what do you really need me to do? Who do I really need to be to these people? Because God forbid something happens and you're the only person there, 
do you really want to say, well, that's not my job? Because God created you to be fruitful and to multiply in all situations. To be fruitful and to multiply in everything that you do. Where's, mm-hmm. oh no, Zeal left. Had this whole thing planned out for a little baby, and now the little baby left. That's all right. Mia, come here. My little baby. This is my daughter, Mia. She just turned 12. It's not very hard to show her the heart of the Father. It's not difficult for, I would think, for anybody in this room. And look at this sweet little face. (laughs) To say, you know what? I, I I will show love to this child when she needs it. Many of you in this room have. You have been incredible mentors and babysitters and have come alongside and cheered on my daughter. I love you. It's, it's easy to be nice to this. You can go have a seat. What happens when the person standing next to you or across from you doesn't like who you are? What happens when the person standing across from you, and by standing across from you, it might be right here on the other side of Facebook. This, this social media, this has brought us together. To me, it's one of the greatest and worst things that has happened to our generation. What happens when you're standing face to face with somebody who just absolutely hates you for what you believe? They might hate you because you're white. They might hate you because you're black. They might hate you because you're a Christian. They might hate you because you're tall, because you're short. It gets really hard then to say, you know what? I'm going to keep my love on, and I'm going to show the heart of the Father to that person. Because if we say that's going to be for somebody else, see, what, what I'm hoping of all this jumble and everything that I'm saying today, what you understand, what you take away from here is that every single one of us, every single one of us are meant to carry this. If we saturate this place, if we saturate this region, if we saturate our social media with the heart of the Father, See, I got taught a lot of lessons growing up, a lot of lessons by my uncles, a lot of lessons by friends, older brothers, lessons by youth leaders. And some of these lessons, yes, they taught me something, but they were birthed out of a place of pain. I learned these life lessons. I learned how to be a man in 
one way, shape, or form by men that were hurt by either other men or other women. So the things that were instilled into me at a young age did not come out of a place of love. They didn't come out of fruits of love. They didn't come from the heart of the Father. They came from good intention, men and women that had been hurt and were responding to their pain. And, and granted, they were saying, you know what? I don't want this to happen to you, so don't do this. Don't trust a person that does this. Don't, don't be friends with a person that treats you like this. And granted, yes, there's some truth in there. But if it's not birthed out of love, if it's not birthed out of our creation, from the beginning, we were intended, we were made in his image, the image of God. And because of Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. If you believe that, what has now become a simple truth to me, like there, there's nothing, you cannot convince me anything that, that me and Jesus are one. Jesus came to show us the Father's love. He came to die for us. He came so that he only did what the Father was doing. He only said what the Father was saying. And what he did and what he said was love. Love is the greatest. If I could speak of if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but did not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. That last one, verse 7, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful. Right there, that's the heart of the Father. That's what I see day in and day out is a loss of hope. A loss of hope in people because they don't have enough around them. They don't have enough community. They don't have enough healthy people. See, I don't want, I don't want people to grow up saying, yes, I'm this way because I learned these life lessons through somebody else's pain and trauma or through my own pain and trauma. I want people to grow up saying that, no, I am this way because I learned through love, because I was loved so well, that because whenever life this unfair life threw crap at me time and time again, I had people on the other side of that showing me exactly what love was, exactly what love is, exactly what the real heart of the Father is. So many of us get hurt 
and people get hurt. And instead of turning on our love and saying, man, I wonder what's so hurt in that person that why did they do that to me? I wonder what's actually hurting in you instead of, God, why are they such a jerk? Why are they so mean? Why are they so, hey, it's probably because they did this. It's probably because they don't read their Bible. It's probably because they listen to this type of music. It's probably because they do this. Nah. Everybody was created to love like this. He created man, male, and female in his image. He created them to be fruitful and multiply, to reproduce the thing that he put inside of them. You teach what you know, you reproduce who you are. I learned a lot of lessons from things that people knew growing up through a lot of hardships. But the things that they didn't teach me, the things that were just a part of them because of a lot of the pain, it got reproduced in me. And the first time I heard that, that I can teach what I know, but I will reproduce who I am, that was such a gut check because I want to know, God, who really am I? Who am I? What am I actually reproducing in my children? What am I going to reproduce in my friends? What am I going to reproduce for my youth? And then God showed me here. He goes, you know what? Let me show you who you are. You were created in my image, the image of love. If you were created in love, then love never gives up. Love never loses faith and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. There should be no circumstance that comes at you or comes to anybody around you that you can't show the love of the Father to, the heart of the Father. God forbid that anything ever happens or happens to me early and takes me from this earth. I want to know that my daughters and my wife, that there is enough people around them that will show them the heart of the Father, that will show them what true love is, and so that they won't lose hope through any circumstance. Think about it. When did you lose hope? We've all done it at some point. When was a time in your life that you just felt against the wall? that you just felt like nothing was going right. You just felt hopeless. I've had many of those times. What did I need around me at that time? Did I need somebody to tell me, well, it's probably because you did this. It's probably because you screwed up here. It's probably because you didn't listen to your mom, you didn't listen to your dad, or the extremely rare, you didn't listen to your wife. <laughs> no, what I needed, I needed a love that didn't give up on me. I needed a love that would wait patiently. When I was 16 years old and about to have a baby and had no idea what to do, and I ran away from my, the comfort of my home with my parents to live with my girlfriend, I had grown up in the church since six years old. I knew all the right things. 
And I had a girl that was pregnant, and I was about to be a father, and I didn't know what to do. And I had a lot of people coming at me, people that I knew and that I loved, telling me how stupid I was, telling me how I'm throwing my life away, telling me, you know better than this. God is not happy with you right now. You need to go home. You know what? I did need to go home. And I did make a lot of bad decisions. But none of that was sinking in because none of it felt like it was coming from a place of love. It felt like it was coming from a place of you're about to make some big mistakes. And even sitting here now as I'm thinking, it was coming from a place of a lot of them that had made those same mistakes. And their trauma and their hurt was now coming out saying, don't you dare do that, Jimmy. It's not that they were wrong and that they didn't want me to mess up, but they were not showing me the heart of the Father. But one guy, Augie Garcia, came, and we would just go sit in a park and talk. He'd buy me lunch. And Augie had been a big part of my life. Augie taught me a lot. He was, he was uh, an incredible man of God at my church with a messed up background. He had, he had been through a lot of things and found God, and I was so happy for him. He taught me a lot of things on cars. He taught me a lot of things. But Augie was the one that would come and say, hey, let's just talk. And he would give me some, some reality checks. He's like, man, do you even know how much diapers cost? No. Do you even know how much formula costs? Because at that time, I had no job. I think I quit my job at Hungry Howie's. Baby on the way. Like, man, I had food, free food and money. Not a good idea. But he just wanted to help me. And he was like, well, these are things, Jimmy, that you got to think about. These are things that are going to be here in nine months. This is the reality of your situation. And then he would ask me, he's like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about her? How do you feel? Are you excited? Are you excited to be a dad? Like he just, I felt so much love in that moment. I really feel that if I didn't have him, I would have I hated my son. I would have hated my girlfriend at that time because everybody was just speaking so negative to me. That if I would have listened and really taken to heart what they were saying, I would have hated myself. And that, that was not a good place for me to start being 16 years old about to have a baby. That was not the heart of the father. Augie was not my dad. He was not my dad. But he showed me the heart of the father for a couple months, and I firmly believe that it was that that made it, I felt better about going back home when I finally did. That love is what drove me. I was like, you know what? It's not, everything's going to be okay. One way or another, and that's, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. The love of that man endured through my circumstance. 
he helped me to not lose faith in this un- unfortunate situation. A baby bring- being brought into this world by two 16-year-olds is an unfortunate situation. I see it all the time. I see younger than that coming into the clinic hopeless with no, no grid for what's about to happen. Say, you know what? I just want to take this easy way out. And that's actually what I do. I don't, I don't sit there and I don't bash them over the head with the Bible. I don't tell them how terrible they are, how much they messed up their life. I simply tell them what God thinks about them. And I have seen that firsthand change the minds of, pe- of young men and young women. I say, you know what? Maybe I can do this. And I tell them, I was like, it ain't going to be easy. I'm 20 years in and it's still not easy. I was like, but I know that God loves you and that he will be with you every step of the way if you choose to follow him and really listen to his voice. You guys, you have that opportunity. Every single person here, you have that opportunity to be the heart of the father. A lot of times when there is no father. Yeah, that's, it sucks when there's not a dad in the situation, but it sucks more when the heart of the father is completely missing from man, woman, and child. So I encourage you, go through this. I know... I know we've all heard 1 Corinthians. I know we've all heard the love chapter before. I know you guys have heard this preached time and time again. But I'm telling you, hear it through the lens of that I get to carry the heart of the Father. Hear it through the lens that from creation, you were meant, you were created in his image so that way you could carry his love to a hurt and broke world. And you don't have to be a dad to do that. You don't have to be a mom. You don't have to be a parent. Every sin, he created male and female. He created them in his image to be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful like the fruit trees. Reproduce who you are. Reproduce who God says you are. Everybody could stand up with me. Maybe I should have done this in the beginning, but for whatever reason, God told me to do this at the end. Uh, if I can have the prayer team come up here. You know, I say things like this, and even for myself, like I told you, my, my stepdad, great man of God. My biological father, I don't really know him. He doesn't care to know me. Even I can hear this but put it through the lens of what my earthly father has done to me. I could put, if I put this through the lens of the shortcomings or things that I have not forgiven my earthly father, my earthly father figures from, I tell you this is going to fall on deaf ears. So if you truly want to come into what God created you for, to be fruitful and multiply to really be able to carry and share the heart of the Father. This might not be for everybody, but I think that we need to forgive and release from punishment our earthly fathers. And you know what? And maybe, maybe like I had a good dad. I had a good dad, and maybe all you've ever known was a mom and dad, and you're like, you didn't know divorce. You didn't know any of that. That's great. 
there may still be things that your dad never gave you, whether it was emotional. Maybe, maybe you didn't see the love between him and your mom. Like, I, I don't know. I know this isn't just for anybody that had a crappy dad. This isn't for, for just the people that had a bad home. If anybody has ever, if any father has ever missed the heart of the father, even a little bit at some point in their life, then you know what? There might be something that you missed growing up. So everybody with your eyes closed, I just want you in your heart, put, put your dad's name in, in your mind. And this is up to you. I'm not, saying, I'm not forcing anybody to do this, but I really believe that either if you go back and listen to this sermon or just as the Holy Spirit brings it up, I don't want standing in the way of you carrying the heart of the Father to be your unforgiveness towards your dad. So in your own words, you need to forgive your father right now. And you need to release them from punishment. So Father God, I pray for every single person in here, for every single person that was created to be fruitful and multiply, to reproduce what God has put in us, to be carriers of your heart. God, I forgive my dad. I'll, I'll do it. God, I forgive. I forgive Chago. I forgive him for not being there for me. I forgive him for not wanting to know me now. I release him from that punishment, God. And I ask God that I would now see the heart of the Father, not through the lens of the pain of my earthly father, but I would simply see it by the design that you intended in the beginning of time when you created me in your image. God, that I would love like my earthly father. And that I would not let any circumstance stop me from sharing the heart of the Father. God, I thank you that no circumstance on this earth will stop us from sharing and reproducing the heart of the Father in a hurt and lost world. God, I thank you that we get to carry that because of your Son of what Jesus did on the cross for us, bringing us into union with him. That we have access, we have the right, we have the responsibility to carry out the heart of the Father through this land. God, I pray for restoration right now from any hurt that has been caused by dads, by fathers, by father figures. Anything that is blocking our heart from seeing the purity of our heavenly father the way it was intended, I ask God that you would bring healing 
and peace to that right now in Jesus' name. If you feel that you need more prayer or you want to come and, and pray and release more things, maybe about your father, maybe just about anything, this, this prayer team right here, they will believe for anything. Their love will endure. Their love, they will have faith for you in anything. So I encourage you, please come and get prayer. Please celebrate your dads today. No matter who they were, no matter what they did or did not do, they were sons and are sons of God. They were created in his image. And the best thing that you could do is celebrate them no matter what because God loves them, and that is the true heart of the Father. So I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Father's Day, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.